This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and today it's a little bit of a like I have to say it's a little bit all over the place like the episode because all the themes like all the things that I want to talk about they are not linked. Uh, but firstly, I w- I have a little bit of a Chinese entertainment slash Zhang Zhehan update, and then I will talk about the Barbie Street divorce, which I thought like was pretty interesting um, from like a PR point of view. And then uh, I'll talk about the marriages that have been happening. And then uh, finally, we will end on a K-pop note, and we will talk about BTS getting their personal Instagram accounts and like the sort of drama that followed that. All right, now let's get started. Okay, so firstly, on the Chinese entertainment slash Zhang Zhehan update, if anybody um doesn't know, I did an episode a while back with our China correspondent about like the Chinese entertainment crackdown, because um the CPC uh and you know Xi Jinping has been the Chinese president Xi Jinping has been very like active in trying to clean up the entertainment industry, and part of it has resulted in say like celebrities who. Are deemed to have like incorrect politics, or celebrities who are deemed to be like morally bankrupt, like they have done things to offend the moral sensibilities of the public, so to speak, are like banned and blacklisted and everything. And um, so in all of this, there was this um, this actor who, Zhang Jiahan, he was in Word of Honor and everything. Again, go listen to the episode if you want the whole like lowdown on what happened. But he was cancelled because, uh, reportedly he went to. Um, Japan and took a photo in front of Yasukuni Shrine and Yasukuni Shrine is the shrine that um, pays tribute and honors uh, war dead like war criminals from the World War II right the Japanese war criminals from World War II so it's a very touchy topic very very sensitive topic for for Chinese uh, for, for Chinese people in general and Chinese netizens got really really upset with him and he was just like cleaned off the internet and disappeared there are some updates happening right now. So what happened is that in November, um, CAPA, so I shall just call them Kappa because it's easier. Uh, the Chinese Association of Performing Arts, Kappa, released apparently a list of blacklisted celebrities who are, if I'm not wrong, they are not allowed to be on live streaming platforms. If I'm not wrong, that was the document. And there was like a, a whole list of people. So it had like Chris Wu, who everybody knows, everybody should know, right? We also did an episode on Chris Wu, um, got cancelled for, got arrested actually on uh, rape charges. And then there's also Chen Shuang, who was involved in a surrogacy uh, scandal and also tax evasion. Uh, and there was also like Zhang Jiahan, right? But then um, this Chinese producer, television producer called Li Xuezhen, he... Um, saw the document and then he had some questions because one of the um like one of those like tiny little lines in it said like if any of these people who are against being blacklisted right they can appeal but they can appeal to kappa themselves so if you want to appeal you have to come to kappa so Lee Shijun was very like confused because usually how things work is like you would go to the organization in charge of kappa so you go to the organization one at level above kappa to appeal so why are you appealing directly to Kappa it's just like Kappa already made a decision then you go and tell them your decision is wrong then of course they will tell you no our decision is not wrong so it seems like very non-transparent and unfair right so he was saying like this is this is weird and okay and the thing is so so far right up till like November everybody thought that Kappa was an official organization like everybody thought they were government linked like everybody thought they were a state organization 
uh, with like very official ties. And that's why they can blacklist celebrities and everything. And it turns out, because Lee Xuechen was questioning like, what's going on here? Like, um, and, and Lee Xuechen was also questioning like, what exactly is the process behind the blacklisting of a celebrity? Like, what have they done? Do you, um, what are your like standards for saying somebody has been blacklisted? Do you conduct an investigation before you decide to blacklist them? What's going on here? So he was just like, guys, what's going on? You know, he was asking questions. And then it turns out that Kappa is not an official organization. And it's actually like a, a like a citizen-based one. Like it's a ground-up thing. So everybody was like, wait, what? Because everyone was like, um, then how do you get the the right to just say like, yeah, we are blacklisting all these people. And there's a lot of um potential here for um there's a lot of potential here for corruption because what is this organization doing? Because if say you don't want to be blacklisted, or if say like you want to appear on live streaming platforms, for example, then would you have to like get a license from them? Would you have to pay them? So a lot of questions started coming out about like, is this just an organization made purely for profit? Like, are they trying to control the entertainment industry so as to um get money from like celebrities and their teams? I mean, of course, celebrities are very rich, but this is also like a weird organization to have, right? Because it's very non-transparent. Like, is it like everybody want to go live streaming? They have to get a weird license from you and they have to pay licensing fees. And then if like they can threaten you with getting blacklisted, wouldn't that make it very easy for them to be paid off? Like if you don't pay me off, then I will blacklist you. So like there's a lot of questions about this organization in general. Again, guys, this is a very um very like condensed version of what I'm talking about because like so many things have happened in the past few like weeks for for this saga and I've been sort of sort of following it not super closely so this is like again you know please go ahead and do your own research but I am giving you a very condensed version so there were like a lot of questions about the transparency of this right and then uh, Lee Xuechen basically said like um you know like Zhang Jia and you can come to me if you need help like for for this because you should be given a fair investigation before you are blacklisted and then um, Zhang Jahan's mom came out with a statement that Li Xuechen posted in full. It was a very emotional statement. And like, personally, I have to say I'm very uncomfortable with when like celebrities' families who did not consent to like being in the public eye have to step out and like give statements. I'm very uncomfortable with that. I would have rather like Zhang Jahan gave a statement himself via um, Li Xuechen's platform. Um, and why did they have to do it via Li Xuechen? Because they cannot be on Weibo because Zhang Jahan's name has been banned so he cannot like register for things so it turns out that um apparently after the blacklisting right uh it was such a big deal that uh Zhang Jahan's name has been literally banned so like he cannot like register for things like he cannot say like make an account uh on Weibo or on WeChat or, or like buy things on like Alibaba with his name because his name is banned or something like that, okay? So anyway, his mom came out with a very long statement about how, like, the past few months have been like for them and how he was literally, like, cyberbullied to the maximum degree, which is true. And then the mom also said that um, he promised her that he never visited Yasukuni. So they are asking for, like, a fair investigation. Like, like you've ruined my son's life. Like, you've literally ruined his life and he's a patriotic young man. And then they talk about, like, their history of 
being party members, like their family being party members. So he, she's like, yeah, you ruined his life. And I, I, we really, really want like him to get a fair investigation before he gets blacklisted, blah, blah, blah. So latest update, apparently the authorities are investigating Kappa. I don't know what would happen to Jung Jahan. I mean, you, as if you've listened to my previous episode, I, you know that I think he's extremely good looking. But um, even then, you know, I just like personally... Um, of course, if he didn't do anything that he was accused of, um, I would definitely like him to get like a fair chance to to prove himself. Um, and I would say that the 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 rumors against him got extremely extremely malicious. His family was like um, like people like slander his family to be Japanese, which is not true. And um, there were a lot of like rumors about about Yasukuni Shrine itself that were untrue. So, like, there were people who said, like, oh, um, Yasukuni is very hard to get to, so he must have, like, purposely went there to take a photo. Which, I lived in Japan for three years, and I can tell you Yasukuni is extremely easy to get to. Yasukuni is in the middle of, like, Tokyo. It's central, central Tokyo. So, like, there were a lot of this kind of rumours. And I would say that it was very unfair to him on that part. Like, I don't know whether he went to Yasukuni. At this point, all I can say is I really, I genuinely, I don't know. And, um, you know, I don't know if he can come back, even if it proves his innocence, because this is like a very, like this, Yasukuni is such a touchy topic that the moment you, you, even if he never went, but just the suspicion, just the fact that he was once accused of it is bad enough. And I don't know whether he can make a comeback, even if he's proven to be fully innocent. Regardless, you know, let's see how this play out over the next few weeks or months. You know, if the authorities are investigating, then I guess they will continue to investigate. Lah. And, um, you know, if you love to watch Word of Honor, that is still available on Netflix. Yep. Okay, so moving on, I would like to talk about the Barbie Street Divorce. Yes, so, uh, yeah, the Barbie Street Divorce, the news came out right after... I did the Rebecca Lim episode, so I was like, I could have talked about the Rebecca Lim marriage, then talked about the Barbie Shoe divorce, and it would have been like a cohesive episode of like people getting together and separating. But anyway, um, so Barbie Shoe, if y'all don't know, it's she's a veteran um Taiwanese host and actress. So most people would, I mean, like most people of a certain vintage would know her as. Shan Cai from Liu Xing Huayuan. So she's um, the lead actress in Meteor Garden, which is the Taiwanese live adaptation of the Japanese manga, Boys Over Flowers. That Japanese manga has been like, it has all sorts of iteration. I think most recently, the, the iteration is Thai and has like, uh, like this very, very good looking dude from Together who's in it playing the, the main lead. Anyway, yeah, so... Most people would know her from that. And she's always been like a very strong character. She's always been the kind that like, she speaks her mind and she's very open, fairly like open about her relationships. All her relationships have been fairly like in the public eye. So she dated Blue Lan Lan Zhen Long. Um, and all her boyfriends are like very good looking one. Like she clearly has a type. So uh, she dated Lan Zhen Long and she dated Zai Zai, who is one of the F4, so one of the Meteor Garden guys, uh, who played Hua Zelei, Hana Zawari. So uh, Zai Zai is Vic Zhou, by the way. So yeah, she dated Vic Zhou, that didn't work out. Then after that, she married um, Chinese businessman Wang Xiaofei. And they like had a very like, 
you know, very whirlwind kind of romance. They met. Then like within like, don't know how many days they decided they wanted to get married. You know, it's it was a very whirlwind romance. It was a very big wedding in, uh, I think it was Sanya. Yeah, in Sanya, which is a like sort of beachside coastal town in China. So they had like a huge wedding. It was a big deal. And then they have like two kids, you know, and they went on one of those like variety shows featuring like married celebrity couples. So they, they are that kind of couple. They are not afraid of like publicity one. But then this year, um, quite a few things happened. So apparently uh, some, okay, this, this is reported. So I think some Taiwanese confirmed COVID cases. So there were confirmed COVID cases who are Taiwanese. But even after they got confirmed, right, they apparently took a flight, like some sort of administrative issue or something or error, like some somewhere somebody lexed up. And like they 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 these two people got on a plane and so they landed in a Chinese airport, even though they have already confirmed to have COVID. So of course Chinese netizens were very upset. Lah. I feel like like why y'all have COVID and y'all come over to our, to you know to outside and like, you know, infect us with COVID. So it was like a very it was a very uh it was a very anger fueled kind of emotion, you know, on, on Chinese internet. And Wang Xiaofei apparently posted something about how like these people are like it, it was he didn't name Taiwan, but it was very obvious he was talking about Taiwan and he was saying like, um, these people are like traitors, you know, we treat them so nicely and they repay us in this kind of way. So it was a very um emotional message. And his wife is Taiwanese. So you know, it's, it's a little bit like, it, it was a little, people were a little bit like, uh, I don't know how Barbie Shri feels about this. So somebody called her up and was like, um, you know, do you have any comment? And Barbie Shri in a bombshell was like, yeah, yeah, we're getting divorced. And everyone was like, what? And this was like maybe six months before they announced their actual divorce. So everybody was like, wait, what? They're getting divorced? And they were like, oh my God, they're getting divorced. They're getting divorced. But then like Wang Xiaofei came out and was like, no, 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 you know what? Fine. I'm so, we're not getting divorced. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, I was very emotional in my previous post. I shouldn't have said that, blah, blah, blah. So he said something about how, so he tried to like, you know, douse, he tried to like save the situation, salvage the situation. Then Barbie Shri's mom and manager had to come out and be like, no, 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 it's just a lover's quarrel. They're really not getting divorced. You know, I would, I would talk to her one like, you know, yeah, they have two kids together, get divorced for what? You know, this kind of thing. So everybody was like trying to salvage the situation. Then things were quiet for a bit. Um, but clearly, Barbie Shri is somebody who sticks to her word because, well, she got divorced. Um, she filed the papers. Uh, they are now like trying to divide their assets, you know, and everything. So I, I thought this case was like fairly interesting because the, again, like I'm always interested in the PR side of this, which is like Barbie Shri clearly wanted to get divorced like six months before she announced it. it if you like have filed your divorce papers by now, that means that you must have been planning to do it before you filed the papers. So before November, because she got divorced in November. That's when they announced they were getting divorced in November. So before November, she, this must have been in motion already. But clearly, like they were trying to salvage the situation to no avail, right? Like I'm sure her family, Wang Xiaofei, and they were trying to like make her not divorce him but clearly they can't and I quite respect like how Barbie Shu is very honest because imagine calling a celebrity and then them just telling you like literally just breaking news on the phone being like yeah I'm getting divorced yeah that's it bye and hang up the phone I mean that would be like that would be a dream like can you imagine 
the the reporter who got their phone call being like, wait, what? And then she had to write the whole whole story. And then, you know, her mom and everybody was like, no, 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 she's not getting divorced. But as far as I know, I think Barbie, she herself never went back on on the getting divorced statement. Like, she never said like, oh, I, it was in a heated moment that I said that. I don't think she ever said that. But, um, yeah, so you can tell she's really somebody who, if she wants to divorce you, she really freaking, she decided already she wants to divorce you. She made up her mind, you cannot pull her back. Okay, now on to marriages. So, uh, this, other than Rebecca Lim getting, like, married in, like, a pretty surprise announcement, and Ian Fang going, like, slightly emo about it, not slightly, Ian Fang going full-on emo about it, uh, you know, on his Instagram. Uh, aside from that, uh, another person in MediaCorp has gotten married, and that's Desmond Tan, who is, by the way, uh, Rebecca Lim's, like, former best friend. Apparently, they fell out over some things a few years back, but, um, they used to know each other from, like, way back in JC, and they've always been very close until a few years ago they fell out. But that's a side note. Desmond Tan got married to his university sweetheart of 12 years, which is a long time. And throughout these 12 years, you know, he's kept her identity completely uh, secret and private. Uh, you know, I did do like a WhatsApp slash email interview with him. And he did say that it was a mutual decision to keep her away from the spotlight, to give her like privacy love for her daily life and work. But uh, it was very sweet because, you know, Desmond Tan posted like wedding photos they took in France. So it turns out that they actually had a little ceremony last month in November um, with their families uh in Singapore. But then the VTL to like France opened up line, they were like, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do our dream destination wedding. So they flew to France, to southern France in a chateau. Is that how you pronounce that that? But yeah. In like a little French estate line they got married there and it was very nice, you know, I I think the the photos are very, very pretty and his wife's dress is very pretty, even though you can't see her face, which is on purpose because they want to keep her identity private. So, you know, we respect them and congratulate him. And 12 years, oh my god, like, wow, she really stuck by him, man. She really stuck by him when he was, like, first started out acting, like, a song to remember and everything. And then now he's, like, full-on, you know, media cop A-lister. So, yeah, I'm very much happy for him. And then, just, like, fresh, fresh news, because I literally just wrote this. Um, Tiffany and Xu and Roy Chu, so Xu Weining and Chiu Tse got married. So they are um, Taiwanese celebs who start in the romance movie Men in Love, which is available on Netflix. Um, it's like a, a movie about like a debt collector who falls in love with the person that he's supposed to be collecting debt from. So anyway, yeah, it's it was a very, very popular movie in Taiwan this year. Earlier this year when it opened, it's a remake of a... 2014 South Korean movie, if I'm not wrong, of the same name. But yeah, so they co-starred in that movie and apparently that's how they got close to each other. Lah, and they, uh, there were dating rumors about them uh, after the movie came out, but they never confirmed anything and people would like tease them, but they never confirmed anything. And then suddenly it's like, yep, we're married. So it's like a very cool move, I think, on their parts. And the, the wedding photo that they posted, the photo that they posted to announce their marriage is very, very pretty. Like, uh, you see, and I mean, Tiffany Andrew is gorgeous. So like, you see her like, and also Roy Chu is also gorgeous. And then like, they sort of like leaning on each other and like showing off their rings. It's it's very nice. But um, so I just want to go through slightly because I know a lot. I know way too much about like early two thousands Taiwanese entertainment scene. So to like give everybody a bit of a background, the Tiffany and both of them, right? Tiffany Andrew and Roy Chu both had have like 
pretty um I would say fairly public romances and these romances are like uh they don't always end in the best way and not not saying anything against their marriage you know I think they're a very very cute couple and I hope you know they have a long happy beautiful life together but um yeah like to background a little bit on like their past relationships right so what is interesting is Roy Chu once dated Rainy Young, who is Tiffany and Shui's best friend. Because Tiffany and Shui, um, I'm just gonna call her Tiffany Shui. Because Tiffany Shui and, um, Tiffany Shui and Rainy Young went to the same high school together, along with, um, the late Alien Huang. So, you know, they were all like friends. And apparently in 2003, uh, Rainy Young and Roy Chu did a drama together, and that's how they sort of like, um, started dating. But apparently it was a brief relationship that was a very, very bad breakup, and, like, apparently after that, they didn't want to work together. They want to see each other at all. So, you can imagine how bitter that breakup was. But clearly, you know, enough time has passed, like, 2003 to now. So, enough time has passed. And uh, I think they are, like, okay now, given that her best friend has married him. Okay, I want to talk about this partially for a personal reason. Because Tiffany Shi in 2015, broke up with her longtime actor boyfriend, Ethan Run. So, Ethan Run is, you will know him from, uh, you know, dramas like My Queen by Trin Wang and, um... You know, things like that. He's also a very famous actor. And the two of them, Tiffany Shui and Ethan Run, got to know each other when they were models. So they were both models, I think the same agency. And then they started dating. And it, they dated for like eight years uh, before they broke up in 2015. So they were really together for a very long time. And apparently in that time, uh, in that the span of eight years, apparently Ethan Run cheated on her four times. Apparently he was quite a playboy. But again, like, these are all, you know, reported rumors and everything. Lah. But I guess, you know, they just didn't work out eventually and she broke up with him. And it was like a fairly emotional breakup. It was one that like played out in front of a lot of people. Because I remember like her doing interviews and like crying. Like, you can tell she was trying to hold her tears back. But yeah, it's very hard. She, she just said like, yeah, we, we didn't. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't make it. And then like, you can see like her eyes turn red. It's very sad. And then, like, Ethan Run had, like, whole... He had this whole thing where he, like, posted on social media, like, no, we're not broken up. She's still with me. And even though they clearly have broken up, so he was... He took a while to come to terms with that breakup as well. Then, uh, moving on to Roy Chu, uh, he also has had, like, several very high-profile sort of romances in the public eye. Even though, like, he's less open to talking about them because Tiffany... Shri was with Ethan Run and it was a very open, like it was a very public relationship. It was like like they fully admitted that they were dating. And later on she dated as cinematographer, and that was also like she also fully admitted that they were dating, that kind. Like she wasn't hiding it. Roy Chu is quite a bit more like um defensive and a bit less like open about his uh romantic relationships. But he has had a lot of like of he has dated a lot of like A-list people. So aside from like Rainy Young, I think he was also with Zhou Chen, Chen Qiao En. He was also with a Chinese actress, Tang Yan. And before, um, before Tiffany Shui, he also, like, was trying to woo Zhang Junning, Ning Chang. And apparently it didn't work out, but they were, like, caught on, like, they were caught by the paparazzi in the same car, going on dates, that kind of, but it didn't work out. Finally, in K-pop news, BTS got Instagram. Are y'all following them? Yes, uh, I am following V, because I find him extremely, extremely cute. Anyway, um, yes, BTS got Instagram. Previously, BTS did not have, like, individual uh, verified Instagram accounts. 
it was um like the group Instagram, right? And it was like the, the big hit stuff. So it was not um like the members personally. But they now have like all seven of them have like official uh individual Instagram accounts. And this story is both like hilarious and also a little bit disturbing because what happened is V apparently accidentally followed uh Blackpink's Jenny on Instagram. So Blackpink has had like Instagram for a much longer time. And they the members all have like their own Instagram accounts and everything. But um V apparently like accidentally followed Jenny la and it like was a big deal. Like it blew up into a big hoo-ha, which I found very disturbing because um people like went up and arms. People were like, oh my god, are they dating was going on. And then like there was cyberbullying on both sides, because there were like fans going to Jenny's comments like uh, are you guys dating? What's going on? Don't think you can like use V for your popularity. So it was like very intense. Like immediately there were hate comments uh, for Jenny and then asking her to like leave V alone. Similarly, there were also like hate comments from V because people were like, oh my God, you know, why, why are you here? Why are you like harassing Jenny? What are you doing? You know, are you trying to get with her? You know, that kind of thing. So it was very toxic very very fast and v had to like clarify on weavers which is like the like the, the 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 thing that like the medium that bts uses to communicate with their fans and um so he actually had to say like no i just like accidentally like follow her like i got recommended and then i just clicked on it by by accident and he unfollowed her very quickly but like you know everybody caught it like you know it's instagram and that's like you know a billion people on the app at any given time or something so yeah, it got very ugly, lah. You know the the social media drama because of something so small, right? So honestly, like guys, they just like follow each other doesn't mean that they think. Which I I don't know why like people had such a big reaction. Like I mean, hello, how many people you follow? Like hello, if I follow V, that means I'm dating V. That would be amazing, lah. But it's not right. Like clearly, so like guys just calm down. I don't know what was going on there. And um, anyway, the 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 BTS Instagram thing is quite cute because um. Like, they, they would talk about, like, how they think Instagram is both hard and very scary. Like, I think V was a bit freaked out by the response to him accidentally following Jenny. So, he's like, this is, like, a bit scary. And um, it's cute because the members look like, oh, they don't really know how to use Instagram. Because, like, apparently Sugar accidentally left the comment section of his first post open. Then he had to fix that. And um, both, like, Jin and Sugar were like, oh, my God, Instagram is so hard. But, like, to be honest, like, just, like, me, like thinking about this is I mean there's no way they don't know how to use Instagram right I think it's just like I think they probably last time had like their own like small Instagram account that nobody know about right that they used to like follow their friends or whatever lah I mean how, you, you're they're like they're Gen Z slash like very young millennials of course they, they grow on the internet eh? they, I'm sure they know how to use Instagram it's just that I think it's very overwhelming when you're a star because like an Instagram account that nobody knows about versus an Instagram account that like is being followed by 20 million people which like is what's happening for BTS it's such a vastly different experience because when like so many people are following you and so many people can catch like any small movement you make can screenshot anything you ever post ever story on your Instagram account I think that's just a much more overwhelming experience but I think like it's cute lah how they're both like a little bit intimidated by like the the deluge of stuff that's going on right 
So anyway, um, fans keep calm. Like toxicity is not welcome in fandoms. Can we just have like clean, healthy fandoms where people are okay with people following each other on Instagram? Uh, yeah. So that's about it for today. Um, you know, as always, it has been like a kind of like zapalang week. Uh, you know, a very like zapalang episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it anyway. Um, and yeah, if you have any idea what we should talk about next, do let me know. I will be doing a year-end roundup uh, episode talking about like the biggest thing that happened in entertainment over the past year. And if you have any ideas what I should include, do write in to me at genly at sph.com.sg or you can write in to us at podcast at sph.com.sg or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram at genlyrise which yes I'm sorry okay I haven't been updating genlyrise in a very long time I would try and rectify that but the year end is a busy period okay for journalists especially for live journalists but anyway um, I think that's your dose of pop culture for this week uh, my name is Jen and this is Pop Vouchers thank you for listening that was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.